0: All right. Well, thanks for joining me. Let's pray. Let's pray to the Chaplet if uh, you are in need of prayer. And we're gathering together around the country and literally around the world, and uh, and pray for each other. we you know, when two or more gathered, Christ said He's present, right? And I believe that. And uh, let's ask for His mercy now in whatever situation that faces you, whatever that trouble is that you're enduring, whatever intractable problem you can't seem to get above, get beyond. And ask God to give you the surprise. Lord, make that your prayer. Lord, you're a God of surprises. You're a God of abundance. You're a God of miracles. Surprise me. And then when that surprise comes, write to me. Let me know how God um, answered your prayer, okay? The email here to communicate is drew at relevantradio.com. Drew at relevantradio.com. And if you have an answered prayer or something like that, put answered prayer in the byline so we see it. And of course, we get lots of petitions and you can always send us show ideas too. If there's something you think we should talk about, we'd love to love to hear from you about that. I'm praying today with my colleague, Chris Flood. Chris, good to have you with me. Good afternoon. Thank you. Glad to be here, Drew. Anything you want to pray for or lift up as we uh, as we begin today?
1: Yes, I would like to pray for my niece, Emma. She's dealing with some financial issues and just needs direction in her life.
0: All right, we'll lift her up for sure. I mean, you know, I, I've often said, you know, finances, I mean, people battle cancer and health problems and migraines and relationship problems but sometimes financial problems can be some of the hardest because the math just does not add up you don't see a way out of the situation that you're currently in you see this massive debt this compounding problem and you say how will I ever get out of it and as I said you know God can do anything and I've seen it and I just want you to know you might be in that situation God can reverse your finances in a second he can help you find a way out and you'll look back in retrospect and say man that was absolutely. Absolutely amazing. So today, ask for those big miracles. Okay, ask for those surprises. Put your trust in God. Put your faith in Him, and really know that uh, there's nothing that that God can't do for you. And I, I just think sometimes we need to hear that, right? Sometimes it's hard when you're praying by yourself to do that. Uh, you know, so often we go through life with unhealed emotional injury. You know, injuries. We we collect debris. Uh, Look a growing scab, if you will. And uh, that happens when we've not prayed to heal those inner wounds. And I I know most of us don't think to do that. Today, maybe pray for those inner wounds. Maybe you've been really hurt by somebody. Maybe you've got a spirit of jealousy or unforgiveness or envy or lust. Ask God to heal you, all right? Ask him to give you those blessings, his surprises, right? Uh, What God wants is for you to cast out darkness, he wants you to pray for blessings. He wants you to move ahead. And when that is done, I'm telling you, anything is possible. Anything is possible. But first, you got to right yourself. All right. You have to feel love. You have to have that balance. So look beyond the barricades and, and uh, imagine some ways that God might actually surprise you. Okay. And, and pray for that and pray with, for it with, with faith. Let's begin today. We'll give him those impossible situations. And Lord, I just ask you for surprises today. I ask for big surprises, not only to come into the life of the Marianis, but uh, for all those who are united with me in prayer right now, that you remove those barricades, those obstacles, those situations, that you reverse those finances, that you bring healing, that you allow those who have very weak faith, Lord, to have it emboldened and strengthened. And when I give you that, we call upon the intercession of the great St. John Bosco, whose feast day it is today. And You know, before we pray, just one final note, and and then we'll just jump into prayer here. Uh, St. John Bosco was a powerhouse saint, right? And I often talk about these resurrection stories. You know, he's another one of those saints that brought somebody back from the dead. Uh, Okay, cancer, finances, health, relationship, okay, they can all, but somebody who's dead, it doesn't get any more definitive than that, does it? And yet we see this in the lives of the saints. We see it certainly in Christ. So nothing is impossible with God. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. You expired, Jesus, but the source of life gushed forth for souls, and the ocean of mercy opened up for the whole world, O font of life. Unfathomable, divine mercy envelop the whole world and empty yourself out upon it. O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus is a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you,
0: O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you,
0: O blood and water which gushed forth from the heart of Jesus as a fountain of mercy for us.
1: I trust in you.
0: Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen.
0: Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen.
0: And I believe in God, the Father Almighty, the Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and was born of the Virgin Mary. All right, let's take our first call today from Victoria, Texas. Brooke, good afternoon. Thanks nice for joining us.
1: Hi Drew,
2: thank you for taking my call. You're welcome. Um, my prayer is for a family friend by the name of Don, who has COVID, um, he's in ICU, been in ICU, on a ventilator and is showing very little um, improvement. Okay. And so that's my prayer request is for him and all who have had COVID and have side effects, all who have it and all who will get it. Thank you, Drew.
0: You got it, Brooke. We'll pray for you and that beautiful baby. And we will lift up in a special way all those right now who are battling COVID. And Lord, it's not over yet. I know that you are in control of everything. We do ask for an end to this pandemic. I ask for those with comorbidities and those who are in vulnerable or compromised situations right now with it, especially those on ventilators and in uh, need of special care. And I ask today, again, I I believe big, I'm holding out that big cup for real change in the health conditions of those who are now praying for others and those who are praying with me, Lord. I just pray for complete recovery, complete healing, and just miracles, Lord. Many, many surprises in the the health of, of so many. I thank you for the way you hear these prayers, so I rejoice in that as we pray, Eternal Father. I offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: An atonement for our sins and those of the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For the
0: sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: All right, Margaret is praying in Montana. Uh, Margaret, good afternoon.
1: Hi, Drew. Thank you so much. Um, I'm asking
3: prayer for trusting my sister Lori to the arms of the Divine Mercy and the arms of Our Lady. She has a platelet disorder, and it was at being treated at the hospital by a very heavy-duty medication and she started having an allergic reaction Mm. and I don't know really how she's doing right now so that's my prayer thank you
2: so much
0: you got it we're gonna pray for good news okay I'm gonna pray that when you find out when you check in they're gonna say hey she is stabilized and improving so Lord I thank you I I really feel the Holy Spirit today and I, I just feel that the Lord is going to be hearing a lot of prayers I do and and just pray with me with that faith and with that trust in God's providence and his mercy and his love. And Lord, we thank you for the gift of prayer. We thank you for the promises you've given to the chapel. We thank you for the fruit of prayer and what we've witnessed both in scripture and in our own lives. And I just pray again for your divine touch for those ill. I'm going to pray for your divine touch for those facing legal problems. I'm going to pray for your divine touch, Lord, for those struggling with their finances and their relationships.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: All right, so if you can't get through on the phones for some reason any day, we have our email and, of course, our Twitter account, which is at drew mariani show and margaret margaret mag, maggie margaret mags whatever you want i want to call, I guess, whatever i want to call you right mag yep. uh, she was monitoring it and she'll take it uh, it came out of my mouth where i said margaret mario i sent a like your teacher <laughs> like, or margaret mom. Mary's monitoring it <laughs> Yep. Uh, she'll take it so it's at drew mariani show and put up your petitions and she'll scour through those and, and bring them to our spiritual family here of course you can follow me personally at drew mariani And, of course, you can email us. And we also love your answered prayers, so feel free to send them in, too. All right, uh, Margaret, Mary, (laughs) Mags, what's coming up?
4: We've got quite the myriad of requests today, Drew. Um, Katie wrote to us. She said, please pray for my 25-year-old daughter, Mary, who has uh, very well controlled type 1 diabetes. Her diabetic appointment uh, recently was perfect, but the labs that were taken later showed liver failure. Wow. Um, they think maybe it's an autoimmune response. Uh, so they're, they're asking for prayers that that might be figured out. Uh, Rhonda uh, asked for prayers for a, a couple. Uh, she didn't name them. She said prayers for T and M. They had a miscarriage after hearing the baby's heartbeat just a few days ago. They also lost one at Thanksgiving after being just barely barely a month pregnant. So prayers for that couple that they might conceive and and bring forth a, a brand new life into this world. Meredith is asking for prayers for her friend's 86 year old grandmother who broke her hip and will have surgery tomorrow. Aggie's asking for prayers for her uh, her newborn granddaughter in the NICU with multiple life-threatening complications and and that her parents might seek Christ during this suffering. And then uh, Mary Ellen asked for prayers for her daughter who has addiction issues um, and is at a really low point right now in her
0: life. Lots of prayers. No no doubt. Lord, we give you addiction especially. Mm -hmm. It just destroys so many families and so many heavy prayer intentions a couple people had asked me to to pray for them my colleague john morales and his wife reached out a little bit earlier and they asked him to pray for the soul of ray flores who died today he died this morning a great pro-life man and just uh, you know we all have a day and an hour and it's tough i know they've been praying for him and just want to pray for those who mourn those who are left behind um but i do want to pray for the souls that god's calling home today who's going to call home in the not too distant future and let's pray for the hour of our own death too that, that god will meet us as a merciful savior that the gates of paradise will be thrown open for us and it will be uh you know we'll be embraced by our merciful saviors so i want to lift that up also uh, there's another contributor he asked me to keep his name anonymous uh, uh, his you know his wife um he's asking to pray for his wife whose health is in a decline right now, and, and he's, he's spending a lot of time taking care of her. And um, I just want to pray that he has the strength and the fortitude he needs. And I want to pray for all caregivers, all those who have loved ones that are declining in health that need care. And I want to pray for those who feel as if though they're a burden. I, I want you to know you're not, that you're actually an instrument of God's grace and an opportunity for others to show mercy, to be an instrument of mercy to you. So. Um, Lord, I just give you these situations. I, I pray for an abundance of blessings, healing, grace, providence as we, uh, as we turn to you and I'll bring Mary into the conversation as well as she's listening and praying with us in Chicago. Mary, good afternoon.
2: Hi, good afternoon. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to pray if I could for my 10 year old son to have some good friends. He's feeling pretty lonely. Oh.
3: Um, If God could bless us with friends, and just for one little baby, I know Anthony James and the NICU. That's all. Thank you.
0: You got got it, Mary. Thank you. Well, we bring that to you, Lord, as well, and please hear the prayers of this mother's heart. Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: an atonement for our sins and those of the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world. For
0: the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: All right, Oak Forest, Illinois. Thanks for calling in, Martha. Good afternoon.
1: Good afternoon,
2: Drew. Thank you for taking my call. God bless you. God bless Relevant Radio. I'm calling to offer prayers for uh, my friend's son. His name is Adrian. Um, he's, uh, he's, uh, very addicted to, uh, drugs and it's, it's really hard on the whole family and her and her husband and his brother. So I'd like prayers for all of them. And also I have a friend, Joanne, well, she's my friend's uh, cousin and uh, she's in the hospital right now with COVID on a ventilator. I'd like prayers for her and, um, my in-laws. Especially my mother-in-law and all elderly people who struggle with dementia. I know earlier you also said for caregivers. My my father-in-law is 91 years old and he takes care of her. Oh, wow. Still, um, you know he's. I love him. he been just prayers for them uh, to continue helping each other. You know and and healing. Well, um, so those that's it. True. Thank you. No, that's
0: great. No, I'm, I'm so happy you called. I want to pray for all those attention, especially for addiction. Again, I just want to lift that up. Lord, I, I give you all of these intentions she brought forth. And I, I, as you're sitting there, I just, as you're praying with me, I, I just, I often think about, you know, how, how we we don't ask God for big enough things. You know, the Lord told St. Faustina, he says, I, I rejoice that souls ask for much. And I love your prayers because you're asking for big intentions here. Some of these things seem impossible. The Lord told St. Faustina, it's my desire," he says. "It's my desire to give much, very much." He said to her. It's so reflective of God, isn't it? Of Jesus, they he just—we ask, we hold out the thimble. God wants to fill the bucket. He wants to fill that big cup. I rejoice. So he says, "Ask for months, much, because I desire to give very much." He also said this: "He's I'm sad, sad when souls ask for little." You know, I, we see this in Scripture. Whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you've received it and it will be yours. Scripture tells us. You know, Mark eleven. Scripture also tells us that God, all things are possible. That means addictions can be broken, cancer can be healed, right? Your finances can be reversed. So I just give you these. I, I give you, and we all succumb to this, Lord. These these situations that seem bigger than than life itself. And I just ask you, you give us the ability to have that faith, to ask big, to believe big, to see the results of our prayer. And I I pray today for those seeking those miracles in their life. And I just ask in a very, very special way today that it be a day of abundant blessing and miracles. We pray, Eternal Father, we offer you the body, blood, soul, and divinity of your dearly beloved Son, our Lord Jesus Christ.
1: In atonement for our sins and those of the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: For the sake of his sorrowful passion.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: All right. And uh, my call screener, Patrick, just told me there was an off-air caller asking or recommending Pope Paul VI Institute for the woman with a pregnancy issue. So I just want to put that out. That's an incredible institute. Again, it's Pope Paul VI. So please check that out. Uh, Our final call, or calls, maybe I could sneak a couple in today. Uh, This comes from, um, where are we, Mesa, Arizona. Elizabeth, good afternoon.
2: Hi, Drew. I was uh, wanting to request prayers uh, for my brother's uh, marriage. Um, His name is Luis, and his wife is Michelle. Sorry for... It's okay. Um... So, for years, they have um, been um, having marital issues. They have a sacramental marriage. Um, Our family truly believes um, this may be, um, you know, a hex, something along those lines. Um, They um, just, the last three, four years, kind of um, have lost all hope, don't believe that um, our Lord can uh, do anything to help them, um... So I really am praying for breakthrough, healing um, for their marriage.
0: I think it's a great prayer. And as you said, it's a sacramental marriage. So the Lord promised anything that we ask in virtuous passion mm-hmm. through this chapel, it'll be answered if it's according to his will. And I know that God wants those sacramental marriages to stay together. Mm-hmm. He wants them blessed. And if, if you are thinking that there's uh, some sort of, Hex or curse or something spiritual that undergirds mm-hmm. this. I would recommend confession for the couple if they're willing to go and do that, and then I'd have the house blessed and 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 have sacramentals used in the home, uh, and that can really radically change that the environment of that home. And I've seen it in other houses and other relationships as well. So Lord, I give you those right now in troubled relationships, uh, those who are undergoing spiritual warfare in battle, those who've been hexed and cursed, who have the spiritual grit of the occult, and those who've gone to mediums and fortune tellers who've dabbled in, with a tarot or the Ouija board. And I just ask that you send angels to vanquish any dark spirit that's creating division, unrest, unhealth in the lives of those who may have encountered those things. And I'll give you all of those intentions. Let me sneak another one in here too. Mary, uh, who's up next? Uh, uh, Mary in Fresno, California. Mary, good afternoon. I'll add you to this decade as well.
2: Uh, yes, I have a son. I have not talked to it and seen him in eleven years. He hates God. He, he. I called him for Christmas to wish him a merry Christmas, which I don't hardly. He doesn't want to hear from me, and he says Christians make him laugh. That they they are and um, love it has no meaning for him. And I pray the Rosary that someday he will have a conversion and that I will, someday he will come home to me. I ask well, Mary,
0: let me just say this to you. God's going to hear that prayer. Okay? I, I really believe that. I do. Um, your prayers and the pain that you're going through right now, the tears you shed for your son, God hears. I want you to know, he does. He hears your prayers. I know it might seem like he doesn't. And sometimes it takes a long time. I think of St. Monica. I think of so many others who pray for their wayward spouses and children. God hears your prayers all right so have faith in that and we're going to join you now because we're your family here too we're your spiritual family we're going to pray for the conversion of your son that whatever is keeping him down or separating from you that that will be removed and uh, lord i just give you mary my heart breaks for her and i I just ask that right now you in a special way send graces, special graces to her son you fortify her and that you allow circumstances, situations, events, whatever it is, to bring her son back to to her. Let her see the fruit of this prayer so she can testify, she can witness, she can praise and give glory to the power of this prayer. And I ask this by virtue of the passion and the death and the resurrection of, of your son. And Maggie, you want me to sneak Elsa in from North Carolina, Wilmington. Hi, Elsa. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Hi, Thank Elsa. Thank you for taking in. You're welcome. Michael, there's a young man that's been missing in our area since Wednesday. Mm. He's been spotted uh, the last 24 hours in different areas of town. He has autism, and you can imagine his parents are suffering. Um, So we just ask for prayers that we can find him safe.
0: Amen. Let's pray. All right, let's do that. Thank you so much. This chaplet, again, just seems to have a unique charism with those who are missing. And Lord, I just ask you bring those who are physically separated from their loved ones, those who have been abducted or trafficked or have dementia, Alzheimer's, or have issues like the one she just voiced, a young boy who uh, is wayward. And I pray for those who are spiritually away from, from you as well, Lord. You bring them home. And we pray, eternal Father.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: Holy God, Holy Mighty One, Holy Immortal One.
1: Have mercy on us and on the whole world.
0: An eternal God in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible, please look kindly upon us. And increase your mercy in us so that in difficult moments we may not despair nor become despondent but with great confidence submit ourselves to your holy will which is love and mercy itself jesus i trust in you jesus i trust in you jesus i trust in you you. our lady queen of heaven
1: Pray for us.
0: Our Lady of Good Help.
1: Pray for us.
0: Mother of Mercy.
1: Pray for us. Our
0: Lady of Guadalupe.
1: Pray for us.
0: Virgin Most Powerful.
1: Pray for us.
0: St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Faustina.
1: Pray for us. St.
0: John Paul II.
1: Pray for us.
0: St. Peregrine.
1: Pray for us. St.
0: Jose Maria Escriva.
1: Pray for us.
0: St. Patrick. Pray for us. Blessed Michael Sapochko.
1: Pray for us.
0: Venerable Samuel Mazzucchelli.
1: Pray for us.
0: Venerable Bishop Sheen.
1: Pray for us. All you
0: angels and saints.
1: Pray for us.
0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for praying. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the relevant radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester.
5: St. John Bosco. He's the founder of uh, the Salesian Order, which was a teaching order. And one of my favorite uh, parts of uh, St. John Bosco is that he uh, he wrote a letter to his brothers, to his uh, priests, because they were a teaching order. And when you read it, it's, it's really wonderful. He talks about the role of that they were to have as teachers, to be not just teachers, but fathers, to be parents to these children, to love them as if they were their own children. The one part that I loved about this in this letter is that he says, it is so easy to punish. and so much harder to persuade them. But if we think about that, whether we're teachers and educators, or if we are um if we're parents or coworkers, it's so easy to punish, um, to to show how someone has what is they've done is wrong, to put them in their place. It is much harder to persuade them to do good, to, to persuade them to see the best, to persuade them into choosing right over wrong, to avoiding evil and doing good. That's what our role is as Christians, is that can we, as as these Prophets, can we lead people not to reprimand, but to encourage, uh, not to tell and direct, but to motivate and coach? Uh, that's the harder thing. But I think John Bosco, he knew well what uh, all of us need, not just students, but um, the entire world.
0: The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Boy, do we need a saint Like John Bosco, huh? Uh, He had a great theory of uh, education and love, and uh, he believed, as you heard there, in a preventative system, rejecting the corporal punishment and placing students in surroundings uh, removed from the likelihood of committing sin. And he advocated frequent reception of the sacraments and reconciliation, Uh, you know, the sacrament of reconciliation and Holy Communion. Like, that's the key. That's the key to our spiritual life, isn't it? Those two sacraments are so key, so critical in getting right with God, removing the, the, the anchor of sin, being able to achieve the heights of holiness that God wants us to. And John Bosco is a great, he was a powerhouse saint. He combined, oh gosh, catechetical training uh, along with fatherly guidance and he wanted to, to unite the spiritual life with one's work and study and play. And that's been kind of my philosophy too. It's the philosophy of St. Jose Maria Escriva. I believe we can grow in holiness and we, we're called to in whatever vocational life that, that you and I are called to, to, uh, to walk. God has a mission for you. If you might just be a mother, right? Just, I shouldn't say that. That's the uh, an incredible vocation. I couldn't, I couldn't fulfill that. So forgive me, ladies don't kill me. But, um, uh, you know, as a mother, think of the noble, vocation you have, the path of holiness that God has set you on and the way you can achieve it by fulfilling that duty, or as a father, or as somebody who, you know, is a broadcaster or somebody who scrubs floors or somebody who drives a bus or, I mean, no matter what your vocation is, you know, you can grow in holiness. You can offer sacrifice and penance. You can grow closer, closer to the Lord. And, and I loved Bosco's, um, just his worldview. You know, of uniting the spiritual life with your work, your study, and your play. God's got to be part of it all. Today is his feast day. I thought we'd talk a little bit about him. Uh, he, he, Again, you know me. I'm, I'm a man who's uh, who believes in, in the power of God to do anything. And John Bosco was credited with raising from the dead. He's glimpsed the afterlife. Uh, he was a man who had a vision. Or vi- visions—I really should say—receive visions constantly in dreams. He, this all began when he was a young boy. He started at the age of nine. In, in fact, he had a, a dream one night. You know, when he was, uh, you know, he saw a crowd of young boys, uh, and they were all swearing and blaspheming. And John went to try to correct them by shouting at him, and then by fighting, and then it failed. And suddenly, he saw this mysterious lady surrounded by white, who said to him very softly. She said, softly, softly, I wish you to win them. Take your shepherd's staff and lead them to pasture. And while she was saying this, this crowd, they turned to wild beasts and from the beast into lambs. And the dream was, uh, you know, I, I think part of what gave him this worldview of, of, of you know, making sure that, uh, you know, the, the, the to reject the corporal punishment that so often was part of the the education of so many of these kids at the time. Uh, that dream was just the first of a lot of dreams, and they would come at very critical junctures in his life. But it set you know young Bosco uh, on a path of of uh, of God's work, and uh, that would be with young orphan boys. And he received visions of the two pillars, and we'll talk about that coming up as well. And you know that 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 was. Uh, One of his most famous visions was one he had of hell, and we'll talk about that as well. The afterlife always fascinates me. You and I are going to encounter it, you know, some sooner, some later. But that vision was a horrific one, and he saw where the sins of many of us, you know, will will lead us. Many overlooked sins, overlooked sins. He saw how many boys, you know, that he was taking care of were walking down the easy path that leads to hell and falling into it. Very similar to the vision that Saint Faustina had, right? Of course, the Fatima seers had the visions of hell. To hell exists; it is real. There are consequences for our rejection of God and our embracement of things that we know are immoral. And uh, Bosco made that very clear. Um, what's remarkable about Don Bosco is that you know, that this vision didn't lead him to speak angrily to the boys or, or try to you know, be rough. Instead, he became even more gentle in showing them their ways. And I think this is also important for you and I, as parents, as spouses, as siblings, You know, my grandmother once said to me, you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. You know, and maybe you got a child that's away from the faith or somebody living in an illicit or immoral lifestyle. I don't think winning a, a, uh, you know, a a theological debate is going to bring about conversion. I I think it's love. You don't have to accept something that's immoral or illicit. I think you have to speak truth and you have to love. And this was a man who understood that. And I'm joined today by a woman who understands that deeply as well. Her name's Sister B. She's been on the network many times. Sister Brittany Harrison is right now uh, social media coordinator for the Saint Joseph Province of Salesian Sisters, and uh, that's an order that was actually founded by Saint John Bosco. And she's been a good friend, and I've always enjoyed uh, spending some time with her. And I, I spoke to her yesterday. I said, Sister, why don't you come on? Let's let's share a little bit about this powerhouse saint who glimpsed the afterlife and even raised from the dead. Good to have you with me today, sister.
3: Good to be here, Drew. And it, you know, it's so good to hear your voice and to hear somebody else talk about Don Bosco, because I love him, obviously, as a Salesian, but also to hear the enthusiasm in your voice. And also during the commercial break, when Father Kavicki was talking about the two pillars and that vision and the The one who was speaking at the beginning of the segment is the bumper. It's like all these people know about Don Bosco, and once you get to know him, you love him because he's a saint that teaches us that happiness and holiness go hand in hand because saints are happy people. And even what your grandmother told you, that you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, that's a very famous quote of St. Francis de Sales, Ah. whom the Salesians are named after and who's our patron Yeah, who's our patron saint from Don Bosco. He was his great inspiration in how to deal with people with gentleness and kindness. And he was really revolutionary for his time. I know you mentioned his educational system because Mm -hmm. at that time in Italy, there was what was called the repressive method. And it's very much like the teachers at the top of the pyramid and all the students are at the bottom and I'm going to teach you from the top down. You do what I say because I'm the boss. And it was very, very authoritarian. And, you know, in some spaces that worked, but for Don Bosco's world and the young people he was encountering, which were street children who were in gangs, who had missing family members who were starving, who didn't have clothes or shoes, who were just desperate for a scrap of bread, that method doesn't work. They needed love. They needed support. They needed understanding and mercy. And so the educational style he developed is called the preventive system. And it really comes back from that dream at age nine, where the Blessed Mother told him that it was with gentleness, not with blows and harsh words, that he would win people over. And that became the distinctive style of the Salesians. We have never been ones who promoted corporal punishment. We've always been known for kindness and gentleness. And the three hallmarks of our educational system are using the gift of reason to work with young people, using loving kindness with them, and using the strength of our faith. Because in every young person, there's an access point of good, Don Bosco told us, and education is a matter of the heart. And if you can touch a young person's heart, even if it takes a long time to get there, you can help bring them to Christ, because we all have that longing for love. And so he's such a great saint because he teaches us all of these things.
0: Is he the patron saint of teachers or you know what what is he the patron saint of?
3: So many things. He's the patron saint of educators. He's the patron saint of editors, partially because he like copy-pasted a lot of stuff in his <laughs> own little brochures that he would pass out. Yeah, he's the patron saint of evangelization. I think Don Bosco would probably also be the patron saint of radio and the internet if those things existed during his time cuz he used whatever he could in order to spread the gospel. And like St. Francis de Sales would publish little pamphlets and slip it under the doors of the people who were um, being led astray by different heresies of his era in order order that they could learn the true faith, Don Bosco did the same thing. And he also wrote catechisms for the young people. Like he would do anything to bring people closer to God. He's a really, would work himself, he literally worked himself to death for the good of others and we try to do the same with 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 balance too you know of course
5: no of course
0: (laughs) hey sister let's let's do this i'm gonna take a short pause uh when we come back let's talk more because i mean time is always my enemy but boy there are some Mm -hmm. incredible things i want to talk about he had a vision of hell i i i think it's important to share that with others the two pillars vision is one of his most famous and I always marvel at how God uses dreams. You know, We see that in the life of St. Joseph, and we see it in the Old and New Testament. But boy, in the life of saints, God often uses these. So let's talk about that and more. If you want to join us, you can dial in right now. It's 888-914-9149. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit RelevantRadio.com. Slash Forrester. The truth. Thanks,
2: Drew. Always a quest for the truth now. now. And it just reinforced why I love Relevant
0: Radio, because you guys got the truth.
5: The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio.
0: Yeah, trying to always give you an honest, truthful view of what's unfolding in the world through the eyes of our faith. And, you know, the beauty of Relevant Radio, we're able to bring to you uh, a reality that's not talked about on probably 99.9% of other radio stations. And that's that's God, right? And that's about the lives of these incredible saints. And that's the most important thing. It's more important than any other issue we could ever possibly talk about, more important than the economy or you know, international affairs or immigration or whatever it may be. Um, life's a journey. The great saints knew this. God is an intimate part of our life. And God is a God of miracles, I often say. Uh, Today's the feast of a great saint. His name is John Bosco. And uh, like so many other saints, he had a special relationship with God. And he, you know, uh, he, he he did things that defy the laws of explanation. It's really, really hard to, to say that, you know, he raised the dead. And you might think, oh, I can't really believe that. Well, I, there are... Oh, I probably read, there's probably over 400 true stories of resurrection miracles in the lives of the saints, ranging from everyone from St. Ignatius to St. Rosalima to St. Peregrine to Padre Pio to, to St. John Bosco, just, just to name a few. As I said, there are many. I could spend a whole show on this. St. John uh, Bosco, or St. Don Bosco, as he's referred to, the founder of the Salesians, um, is credited with restoring at least two boys to life. And I'm joined today by Sister Brittany Harrison. Sister, it's good to have you with me today. You know, a couple things I'd love to talk about. Resurrection stories. I'd love to have you share a little bit about his experience with hell. And of course, if we have time, the two pillars. But uh, let's start with this, because we live in a time where faith has grown cold and people don't believe in God, let alone through the power of prayer, somebody coming back to life. Uh, Share the story, if you could, of St. John Bosco and uh, his resurrection story.
3: Sure. So there was a boy that used to go to Don Bosco's oratory, and that's the name that we give to the place where Don Bosco would gather the young people to play and to learn the faith and get an education and be safe, because oratory means like a place of prayer and also a place of gathering. So Charles was a 15-year-old boy who used to go there, and he ended up getting very sick because this is during the 1800s, and it was pretty easy to die pretty young at this point. And he was dying, and on his deathbed, he was crying out for Don Bosco to come to him, begging his parents to get Don Bosco to come and hear his confession. And Don Bosco was away. He was out of town. He couldn't get there. So they called another priest, and the boy went to confession, and he died. When Don Bosco got back to Turin, the boy was stone-cold dead. They had already tied him up in a shroud like like sewn him up completely and put a white veil over his face. He was dead, dead. The doctor had declared him dead. Everybody knew he was dead. Don Bosco came to visit him, though. He went to go visit the boy because he felt that he was being called by God to go see him and that he had to go. He just felt this compulsion. And I a lot of saints talk about this, so like when God really wants you to do something, you just you know it. You know, you have the free will to refuse it, but you just have this sense God is asking you to do something. So he responded to that, and he went into the room, and he told everybody to leave the room except the mother and the aunt. And he closed the door, and while the mother and the aunt were standing there, he prayed. And then he said, Charles, rise, get up. And then you can imagine the mother and the aunt when all of a sudden the dead boy starts wiggling in his shroud. The mother <laughs> gets the wow. ant starts screeching because the kid starts moving around like a caterpillar wow. in this shroud. So Don Bosco tore the sheet apart, removed the linen from his face, and the boy sat up and looked at Don Bosco and said, Don Bosco, I was crying out for you. What took you so long to get here? And Don Bosco said, I'm sorry, but I'm here now. <laughs> you know? And the boy said, Don Bosco, I went to confession before I died, but I held back really big sins. I need to go to confession again. I wasn't totally honest. And Don Bosco was like, well, the Lord is giving you a really big grace right now through the Blessed Mother's prayers. So
5: he sent
3: everybody out of the room and he heard Charles' confession. And then after he heard his confession, he let the whole family come back in, and everybody was just shocked because Charles was alive, but they noticed he was very cold still, like he wasn't warm, He was, wow. but he was talking mm-hmm. and speaking. And Don Bosco said to Charles, now you have a choice. Do you want to come back to life and remain on earth longer, or do you want to go straight to heaven? Because the Lord's giving you an opportunity here. What do you prefer? And Charles said, Don Bosco, I want to go to heaven to be with Jesus. And Don Bosco said, okay, Charles, the Lord respects your choice. And with that, he laid down and he died. And that was just like, whoa. You know, and I think that leads into a good conversation about the importance of making good confessions, about the importance of the sacrament of reconciliation, and the fact that there is a hell. And Don Bosco did have several visions of hell. And one of them that impressed me the most was called the road to hell. And I think it's a good one to share with our listeners. And it, it's a vision like Don Bosco would call them dreams. They were really Mm -hmm. visions, but he called them dreams because he was humble and he was trying to downplay it, but he didn't fool anybody. Who are we kidding? (laughs) Right. And you know, and so he, he was dragged out of bed. He says, air quotes by an angel, you know, and, to walk on this path that was beautiful like lovely paved there's rose bushes on both sides so attractive there's music it's just the most lovely melodious relaxing path and he's noticing as he's walking on this path there's other people walking on this path and occasionally like this net comes out and just grabs people and they disappear off the side and they vanish and he's like oh where the people go? And the angel with him is like, oh, they fell into hell. And he's like, what? And he's like, oh, why don't you inspect the path? And Don Bosco looks and he sees all these little traps along the path and they have names on them like pride, um, unrepentance, impurity, greed, selfishness, laziness, judgmentalism, all these things. And as they get further and further down the path, the slope gets sharper and sharper, and the roses turn more into thorns because you're getting closer and closer to the gates of hell, right? But Don Bosco also notices, as people are getting grabbed off this path and it's freaking him out more and more, that next to all these traps, there's knives to cut yourself free. And these knives have different names sacrament of reconciliation, the rosary, Eucharistic adoration, devotion to the Blessed Mother, devotion to St. Joseph, devotion to your guardian angel, honesty, good friendship, good reading, all these things. And Don Bosco's reflection from this vision to his boys was the power of surrounding yourself with good friends, good reading, a good sacramental life, can protect you so that even if you start heading down what it seems to be this very easy path to hell because you don't notice right away because you make tiny, tiny compromises and it seems like no big deal, the grace of God will help pull you back because the grace will start to show you to see that this is not the right path to be on. It will help you to be sensitive to the deception of evil and pull you back towards grace. You won't fall into those traps. And that's just one. That's like one of his less dramatic hell stories. Like, I don't want to terrify anybody. But I think it just shows you that hell doesn't have to necessarily be scary to be disturbing mm-hmm. because it's subtle. You can fall into it so easily through small compromises, through apathy, yeah. which I think yeah. is the easiest way that the devil gets us.
0: That, that's so true. I, I remember speaking to a former uh, professor of uh, at a university here in the states he went to to france he had a serious ailment and he died and he ended up going down that same corridor uh, where demons were were, you know he was attacked and they led him down there through the mercy of god he was given a second chance they were able to bring him back to life he amended his life and he actually had a radical conversion going from atheist to actually becoming a pastor so that's the power uh, and the reality of hell and it does exist. Sister, I only have a minute or two left. I I would love to um, just ask, because I know that you've got a lot of stuff going on. uh, Fill us in on on what's happening, if people want to get connected to you or any of the great events that are underway.
3: Yes, so the Salesian Sisters have a lot going on. So we're all about holiness, and the journey of holiness is the journey of happiness. And we would love to invite young women age 18 to 30 to come visit us. We have an event going on in June, June 10th to 13th, in New Jersey called the Mornese Experience. You don't have to be discerning a religious vocation to join us, it's just open to any young women. It involves mass and prayer and hiking and campfires and fun and prayer. So you just visit org. S-A-L-E-S-I-A-N Sisters.org to find out more information about that. And if anybody is discerning a vocation, wants to come visit us, we have communities all over the United States. Go to our same website, and you can also connect to all our social media, and we'd be happy to talk to you.
0: Sister B, thanks. Great to have you here. Maggie said, in my head said, I want to go to that. So who knows? Maybe yeah, she'll pop up Yeah, why not? Come on, on, Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. Sister, thank you. Keep up your great thank work, you, okay? We'll pray for you. You be sure and pray for us. I have to take a very short pause. Stay with me. When I return, the conversation continues. Your news and headlines are straight ahead.